This is the Agenda Podcast on the Blood Red Channel, taking a bite-sized look at some of the big Liverpool FC talking points. Hello and welcome to the Blood Red Channel. Nine years on from Jordan Henderson signing for Liverpool Football Club. I'm Guy Clark, alongside me, Matt Addison, as we get ready this afternoon to chat all about the Red Skipper, the influence he's had at Anfield and, of course, the mantle he had to take on from arguably the club's greatest ever player. Matt, thanks for joining me. And as I say, we're going to spend sort of the next 15 minutes or so talking about Jordan Henderson and just what a brilliant captain he's ended up becoming for the Reds. Yeah, it's been quite the journey, hasn't it, for, for Jordan Henderson? Obviously, nine years to the day, as you say, and there's certainly been some ups and, and some very big downs as well. There's There's been so many uh, sort of different parts to, to his story at Liverpool, and I think there's you know a, a few players who really this season have stood out, but certainly he has been one of them. And, and for the last couple of seasons in particular, I think he's been one of the, the best midfielders in the Premier League, for sure. Yeah, and it, it, it's sort of crazy to think that, I suppose, even coming into this season, the doubts from some quarters still there over Jordan Henderson, whether or not he was going to quite fit into Klopp's system initially, whether he could do it, whether he technically was a good enough player. Yet this year, when football was suspended and now what we're, we're in June waiting for the football to return, the overwhelming cries for PFA player of the season all sort of point towards Henderson himself. Yeah, I think part of the, the PFA thing is that narrative and that story of how he's come back and maybe surprised a few people. I don't think you know anybody is, is going to claim that he's a better footballer than, than someone like Mohamed Salah or Kevin De Bruyne. But it, it is about that, as you say, the, the sort of perception. And I think, OK, when he came in, he, he wasn't perfect straight away, but he was, only, he was only young. I think he was only 20 when he first arrived. It was obviously a big step to go from, from Sunderland, where he'd grown up and, and come through the system, to then come to Liverpool and and play uh, for a club as big as that, I think is incredibly difficult. And as you say, even as far as, you know, even after he'd won the Champions League, maybe going into this season, there was sort of doubts over whether he would be in Liverpool's best eleven when you've got Fabinho fit. Maybe Naby Keita could have been uh, at, at his peak at the start of this season, potentially. You know, there were questions to be asked. And I think that does stem back to people have this sort of idea in their mind of what Jordan Henderson is like as a footballer, maybe from, from even as long ago as maybe six, seven years ago, they still think of him in the same way. And it, it isn't really fair because he's developed so much. He's improved so much. And, you know, he, he's the captain of Liverpool football club now for a very good reason. And that's because he's the best person for the job. I think Liverpool are, are full of leaders. They've got obviously people like James Milner, who are very experienced. They've got people like Virgil van Dijk, who, you know, even you know when when he first came in, there were calls for for Van Dijk to to take the captaincy off Jordan Henderson. But you know, Jordan Henderson is is captain for a reason, and you know, Jurgen Klopp is is obviously one of the best managers in the world, and he rates him that highly. That he's always going to be in his team when he's fit and, and when he's he's firing, and he's always going to be his captain because he's the best person for the job. And I think you only have to sort of see what the rest of the squad say about Jordan Henderson and, and the sort of feelings about him. You know, he is absolutely the ideal man for the job. And, you know, OK, when he first took over that captaincy from Steven Gerrard, he wasn't quite perfect for the job, but nobody was going to be. It's one that you have to grow into. And, and certainly I think he has grown into it. Yeah, he's, he's had plenty of criticism. And obviously this season, I think in particular, as you allude to, plenty of praise as well. And I think Jurgen Klopp probably summed it up best even, I think it was back in January, when after a game, 
he basically said if anybody who's with us can't sort of appreciate how good Jordan Henderson is, well, I can't help you. And that really does sort of just underline that the manager really does have him in, in such high esteem. And talking of winning the Champions League last year, and that really does seem to have taken Liverpool as a club onto the next level. And the manager spoke so much about the Barcelona game, even pre-match against Tottenham Hotspur, that having the natives... James Milner and Jordan Henderson in the dressing room was so crucial to actually being able to help take Liverpool onto that next step. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, it's easy to sort of talk about his captaincy and his leadership and that sort of thing, but it's also the fact that he's developed so much as a footballer as well. I mean, against Barcelona and, and teams like that last season and, and even Atletico Madrid, even though Liverpool lost this season, he didn't look out of de- out of his depth or, or out of place in, in those matches. And when you consider some of the midfielders he was coming up against, particularly in that in that Barcelona game, I mean, there's some absolutely world-class players there and you know, he was one of the best players on the pitch, if not the best. So, you know, you, you have to sort of take the, the leadership as, as one strand of it, but also his quality as, as a player as well. I think that quality has always been there. And sometimes, I think, sometimes maybe even just with him being English and maybe him not being a fancy foreign name that, that came in for, for huge money, maybe that has been held against him at times. I think maybe, you know, if it looked... You don't want to quote Sam Allardyce too often, but I know he's sort of said, but if he was called Sam Allardyce, he might be viewed in a slightly different way. And I think that there is an element of truth in that. I think Jordan Henderson, maybe if if he'd have been signed from, I don't know, from Sao Paulo instead of Sunderland, maybe he would have been viewed in, in a slightly different way. So, yeah, I think obviously what, what he's done to drive this team forward over the last couple of years, he's as much a part of that as anybody else. Yeah, I think that might be the first reference on the agenda to, to Sam Allardyce and probably the first ever reference of Sam Allardyce and Sao Paulo in the same sentence. But in terms of Henderson, the player, I think as a captain, certainly, as you said before, he's really grown into that role and, I don't know, maybe a better captain than he is player. But that probably an unfair thing to say in itself, as you were saying there, like his technical prowess as a player often sort of goes underlooked, doesn't it? I suppose this year with that long diagonal pass that we've seen so many times has really sort of underlined that. Yeah, some of his his passing is exceptional, as you say, whether it's short or or long, he always gets it spot on. And and just the fact that he can dictate the tempo of a game as well. I think maybe earlier on in his Liverpool career, he was a bit more of a a box-to-box player and a bit more sort of all action and, and energy and just running about the place. And, you know, he he obviously had a role in the team then. It wasn't his job at that time to, to dictate the play and do that sort of thing because you had sort of Steven Gerrard doing that instead. So, you know, his role has evolved into something where he is a bit more refined now. And I think he is a better passer of the ball than, than people give him credit for. I think he's better technically, as you say, than, you know, a lot of midfielders in the Premier League who maybe get more praise than he does. And, you only have to think about sort of the, the comments that Sir Alex Ferguson made about the way his, his run and his gait was was wrong and he, he'd come into problems and, and things like that. I think when someone as big and as influential as, as Ferguson comes out and says something like that, I think, you know, those comments do stick and I think that, that, that held him back for a little bit. Um, obviously, that's more of a physical thing than than a, a technical thing, but I think they, they sort of go hand in hand in the way that he was sort of typecasted as, as a certain type of player. And maybe he was that at one stage, but even when you evolve, 
those sort of stereotypes do still stick. So I think he's he's obviously found it hard. He's had a lot of adversity to overcome. But I think anybody, you know, as you say, Jurgen Klopp made those comments to say that if anybody doesn't value Jordan Henderson as as a captain and as a player now, then you really can't help them because he is one of the best midfielders in the world. And I think Liverpool fans certainly are, are starting to recognise that now. But I think, you know, slowly but surely, the, the rest of, of the country and the rest of Europe can see that too. The Agenda on the Blood Red Channel. He obviously had the job of taking the armband on from Steven Gerrard was sort of, I suppose, softly introduced into the role in in Brendan Rodgers' final season as Steven Gerrard was obviously on his way out. And that was, I suppose, somewhat of a bit of a a breakthrough season for Henderson. Of course, the back end of the 13-14 campaign, if he hadn't got suspended, who knows? Liverpool might have won the title that year. But as everything was crumbling around him, I suppose early hallmarks of what a leader he could become, that actually even in that difficult season after Suarez had gone, he did seem to be the guy trying to galvanise and and pick the squad up. Yeah, I think he's always sort of had that leadership about him. Even, you know, when he was a young player, he might not have been the most vocal or or the most outspoken in the dressing room. And, and as you say, when you're in there with Suarez, with Gerard, it, it is difficult for a young player to sort of stand up and, and maybe make himself heard and, and be vocal. But he always led by example. He was always a player that, you know, you would hear would stay behind and do extra training sessions. He was always, you know, very fit and, and a very physical player. Um, and, and as you say, you know, he's sort of grown into to that role and, and taken on more and more responsibility. And I think, you know, if you asked any of the young players now uh, coming through the system, whether they're, you know, just a starting to, to train at, at Melwood, say, Harvey Elliott or someone like that, I'm sure, you know, them, they, all of those players would say someone like James Milner, Jordan Henderson, that sort of group of leaders that Liverpool have, they're they're very open they're very sort of honest with them and and they'll guide them through and and help them through that and I think that probably comes from from what Jordan Henderson had when he was coming through and and he was a young player and okay he was sort of brought to the club rather than coming through Liverpool's academy but it's the same sort of thing where he came into a dressing room which had world-class players which had big characters and and that sort of thing and and he sort of needed a bit of help and, and now he can sort of take on the reverse role if you like and, and try and help those players come through so yeah I think obviously you, you say that the season that he sort of found his feet a little bit I think 13-14 he was one of Liverpool's best players um, he obviously then gets sent off near the end and you know obviously it's referenced a lot that you know maybe it could have been different those last few games that you know, if he hadn't got himself sent off and suspended maybe things would have been different we'll never know but I think certainly that just underlines how good he was that season. He then obviously has had a few different injury troubles and, and things like that. He's had different adversities in, in his position, has obviously changed. He went from a box-to-box player, then I think primarily because of the injuries, they had to change the way that he he played, his, his tactical sort of role in the side. He then goes in and becomes a number six, which... You know, he, he always said wasn't his favourite thing. It wasn't something that he wanted to do. And, and now he's back to, to being a number eight again because of, of Fabinho coming in. So, yeah, the, the sort of example that he sets, the leadership, the role that he has within the squad and that role on the pitch as well, it's always grown, it's always evolved. But I think it's it's come to a point now where 
he's in a, a perfect position that he's played in a couple of different positions on the pitch. He knows the role inside out. He knows, you know, he can be versatile and, and do different things. But he's also, you know, the perfect captain, if you like, in that he's done all of those jobs. He's been in all of the, the positions of of everyone else on that football pitch. So, yeah, he, he's just the, the perfect captain, isn't he, really? And you're saying being the perfect captain, of course, taking the armband on from Steven Gerrard. And, of course, he, he's not a local lad like Steven Gerrard and Jamie Carragher, of course, long-time vice-captain previously for Liverpool. But having arrived at the club just a few days shy of his 21st birthday, as you say, 20 years of age, he seems to have grown up He's got. He, he understands the ethos, the ideals of Liverpool Football Club. And one thing th- that I always sort of really think shows that he has come through that system and training with the players like Steven Gerrard is how many former players always talk about Steven Gerrard when they first arrive at Liverpool, rattling a pass in. And if you've got that touch from the get-go, you'll get the respect from Henderson. You see that almost on the pitch on a weekly basis that he's constantly saying the standards at Liverpool Football Club have to be the highest in the league and we won't accept anything but. Yeah, I think that was almost an underrated quality really from someone like Steven Gerrard that, you know, obviously he was a fantastic player and he had so much ability himself, but it was the way that he elevated the the standards of everyone else around him. And I think that's possibly the the highest praise that you can give Jordan Henderson is that, okay, he was never going to be Steven Gerrard as as a footballer. That was pretty much impossible for that to be the case. But he's got those traits where he does make everybody else around him better. And I think that Barcelona game last season is is a pretty good example. You know, right from the get-go, he was one of those who was demanding the ball I think that first goal comes because it's Henderson who drives into the box and, and takes the shot, which is saved. And then Origi pokes in the, the rebound. So it, it it's, it's there every single game. It, it doesn't matter who Liverpool play, whether it's home, whether it's away. He's always one that is on the ball early. He'll ping passes out to, to the fullbacks. And, and quite often, obviously, Trent Alexander-Arnold and, and Andy Robertson is, is where that creativity comes from. But I think as much as it's them being in the right position to put those crosses into the box... It's also Jordan Henderson. It's his role to get that ball, to get it out to them quickly. And and he does that time and time again. And it's always a crisp pass, as you say. It's always done with purpose. It it feels like he knows exactly the role he has to do. And he just does that absolutely expertly. So, yeah, it's, it's one of those where, whether it's at Anfield, whether it's on the training pitch, he will always give 100%. I think he'll then inspire some of the other top players to do the same. And, and that filters down, as you say. I mentioned the, the young players. I'm sure someone like Harvey Elliott is inspired every single day to go into training, give 100% because he can see that you know Jordan Henderson was at one stage his age. He's grown up and, and is now a, a Champions League winning captain, soon to be a, a Premier League winning captain too. And yeah, I think... Jordan Henderson, more than anyone, has had to earn that respect. But I think the fact that he's had to earn it and, and strive for it for so long sort of just makes it even more valuable. Now he's got that, everyone knows that he's got it because he deserves it and because of, of that way that he's progressed and, and earned it throughout his career. As you say, European Cup-winning captain, just the, the fifth in Liverpool's history, of course, behind Emlyn Hughes, Phil Thompson, Graham Souness and, of course, his predecessor, Stephen Gerrard. He will be the first Liverpool captain to lift the Premier League title. So that poses the question then, before we go, looking to the future. He's just shy of his 30th birthday, Jordan Henderson. The other 
four names I mentioned before, all legendary figures at Liverpool Football Club. Are we already in the sort of realms of him being a legendary figure or is there still, I suppose, work to solidify and, and sort of make that concrete that Jordan Henderson will forever, of course, be synonymous with Liverpool Football Club? Yeah, I think as soon as you become the first Liverpool captain to, to lift the Premier League trophy, the first league title in 30 years, I think automatically, not just Jordan Henderson, but I think everyone in this current squad is going to go down and, and be remembered by Liverpool fans for a long time to come. But I think obviously when Liverpool do lift this trophy, it, it's going to be him who's front and centre. It's going to be him, quite rightly, who gets to, to lift that trophy. And it's unfortunate, of course, that... There's no fans inside the stadium to, to celebrate that moment with. But, you know, when we look back on, on Liverpool's first uh, Premier League trophy in 30, 40 years' time, it's going to be him who's front and centre of all these photographs. It's going to be him who, you know, when people look back, it, it's going to be Jordan Henderson's Liverpool that won this title. And, you know, <laughs> the fact that it is him sort of takes away a little bit, if you like, from some of the other players who've made a huge contribution this season. But, you know, that's that's just the way it is. I think certainly he's been a huge player for Liverpool this season. And, and if he does end up winning the PFA Player of the Year award, then I think that would be certainly deserved. But it, it would also just add to that, that it would be very much not just Liverpool winning this Premier League trophy, but, but Jordan Henderson as well. And for somebody who, as you say, has had to almost step out of, of the shadow of Steven Gerrard during his time at Liverpool, I think for him to do that is just an extra achievement in itself because whoever followed Steven Gerrard, you know, whether it was Jordan Henderson, whether it was somebody else entirely, it was the most difficult job in the world. And the fact that he's now won the Champions League and, and will win the Premier League, I think, you know, nobody can argue with the fact that he has not just succeeded that, but exceeded everybody's expectations. Because when Jurgen Klopp first arrived at the club, if you'd have said, you know, they'll win the Champions League the following year, they'll win the league everybody would have took that 100%. Yes, certainly. And he, as you say, has led every step of the way and led by example in doing so. Well, that's it from us here on the agenda on the Blood Red channel. If you're joining us on YouTube, do remember to like, comment and share wherever you can do. Your support is always much appreciated, as it is to those listening, wherever you get your audio on demand. If you could leave us a rating and review, that too is always more than appreciated. From myself, Guy Clark and Matt Addison, thanks for your time and your company. Until next time here on Blood Red, it's bye for now. You've been listening to the Agenda Podcast on the Blood Red channel.